Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, 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 and welcome to the new normal from The Guilty Feminist with me, Deborah Francis-White. As always, we're sponsored by Diet Coke. Now, we've had some news on the Diet Coke sponsorship. They still don't know anything about it. Uh, there's there's going to be no comment from Diet Coke about our delicious sponsorship. Mm. And on whether or not they intend to give us $10,000 or pounds or euros as a joke. So far, no comment from the Diet Coke camp. But I believe that given the, really, given the sponsorship opportunities I've given them over the last week, they kind of really owe me a back pay. And I feel like they're probably going to up the offer to £15,000 when they finally, they finally work out what's going on. Um, I mean, that's my very real hope. Um, I know mean, I've started to believe in anything, really, with the way things are at the moment. The rules, the rules will change or threaten to change to, to Pepsi. That's a great idea. What if I started saying, oh, it's sponsored by Pepsi. Do you think Diet Coke would get all pissed off? Like somebody that you're sexting who's like, I don't even care until they realize you're sexting their, their flatmate. Or just invoice them. Someone else is saying, you, you're so full of ideas. Your advertising means I'm currently walking home from Tesco with a multi-pack of Diet Coke. It's working. It's working. Diet Coke does feel many, many feminists. And I'm not. I'm not saying Coca-Cola is the, is the best company. I'm saying they're the richest company. And right now what I need is money because I can't sell tickets to live events anymore. And that's my full living. Now, my guest today on The New Normal is literally Star Scarlett Curtis. Let me see if Scarlett Curtis is here. Yes, she is. Let me request live with Scarlett Curtis in five, four, three... There she is, and she's got Diet Coke. Oh my god! I know, I'm phenomenal. All set. Um, I've actually also got a kombucha, so maybe they could sponsor you instead. I mean, I, what I love is that that you've doubled the Diet Coke sponsorship. If we could hold it up together, and then I'll send them this. Great. We're trying to get ten thousand pounds as a joke from Diet Coke. Um, people might know me as an activist but actually all my activism is building up to one campaign which is the cause i believe in most in the world which is multiple drinks um oh. i think there's a big <laughs> i think there's a big stigma against multiple drinks and my lifelong goal is to smash the stigma around multiple drinks i understand that is a great a double you're a double fister yeah 
Oh, no, triple. Okay, I want... This is my dream at a meal. A hot drink. Yes. Water. Yes. A cold drink. Yes. An alcoholic drink. Oh. And then maybe, like, a meal drink. Like, I really oh. like your sort of um, Virgin Bloody Mary or a Big oh. Tom. So I'm, I would like five. You would... Are you having a meal with this? Or is this... Are you? Yeah, you... what I'm saying is, okay, if you're ordering a meal, you never say, I want just beef or just peas, you know? No, you're having, like, millions you're... of ingredients on that table. Why do we limit ourselves to one liquid? You're so right. That is yeah. so... That is so right. And, you know, I often want, like, a Diet Coke or a soft drink of some sort and uh, an alcoholic drink... But also, I'm a big fan of the hot and cold. Often, I'll yeah. go upstairs with a Diet Coke and a coffee. You can't have a hot drink without a cold drink as well. I, I'm really with you. I think this should be your next campaign. It is. I'm, I'm basically, I'm trying to build up credit as an activist because I think this is going to be the hardest one to shift. I think it will too. I do see that people might say, why is that necessary? Yeah. And uh, where is the where is the social change that I think if you if you took away the stigma of the five drink meal, that's that the thing. I get, I'll do it at a bar and everyone goes, oh, who are you with? And I'm like, no, it's Nobody. all for me. <laughs> that reminds me of one of my very first guilty feminist challenges ever, which was to go to uh, Patisserie Valerie and order three different. I kinds remember of cake. that. I remember yeah. that. And just to be not apologetic about it, not sort of say, oh, and then I had a conversation with the waitress afterwards and, uh, and broke it down with her because she laughed. Mm. Um, I remember her, she laughed when I said, she came back and said, the apple pie is not available. And do, do you not want that? Just shall I just take that off? I said, no, I'll replace it with lemon meringue. And then she laughed and she said, everything for you. She was from Hungary, which people thought was very amusing because it was a pun. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. But she explained to me that that uh, uh, women often ordered cake, but did it with a little dance, like, "Oh, I shouldn't." Yeah. Shall we? Shall we have? Shall we go halves? Yeah. I just, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. And I was like, "This is so funny because it's patisserie Valerie. It's all. It's, it's not accidental." You, you haven't walked in there hoping for, you know, a salad. It's accident. It's not an accidental caking. It is a no. deliberate caking. But there's always a little dance of I shouldn't, I shouldn't. And I said, do men ever order more than one piece of cake? And she said, oh, all the time. And there's no apology at all. It's just like, yeah, I'll have, I'll have the cheesecake and the chocolate. That's because I also think there is a stigma on men against eating, like, sweet foods. Because I think mm. sometimes it can be seen as unmasculine. And it's I have this feet. theory which is men always, if men vape, they vape um, very sweet, sugary li vape liquids. Oh. And I think it's because they don't feel they can order candy floss, you know, at a fairground, but they can vape candy floss liquid. Oh, that's so interesting. Because of the, cause it, because it's seen as a feat to go and have an ice cream or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you, don't rare, you rarely see a man with like a, a sort of extravagant sweet treat mm. i think it's seen as feminine that's very very interesting but that but the, i think they're allowed she's right they're allowed to order oh they're allowed dessert for sure yeah yeah all the time i just think they're against like you know a flying saucer or a mm. or a sort of feminine delicate I do know what you mean, a sort of banana split ice cream with a yeah, thing out Yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. That's true. I remember once, just I was just in a joshing mood, but a waiter asking me 
at a group dinner with lots of other performers uh, whether I wanted dessert. And I said, oh God, no, I'm a woman. Cake is a private treat. And, and I, was la I was joshing, but I thought mm. later, it's true, that was true for me then, that I would not want to, I didn't want the judgment, and I, which yeah. was probably completely perceived. I don't think anyone would have cared. Um, but I enjoyed eating cake and ice cream on my own because then I could really enjoy it and no one, could, no one would watch me. Yeah, I also think if you're, sometimes it is just more enjoyable on your own. Like, yeah. you know, if you're, you're not distracted that, by people, yeah, you can really enjoy every mouthful. The shame, but you know, I've been single for a long time and lived on my own for a long time. And there are some foods that I just enjoy eating so much on my own in bed with my multiple drinks and Grey's Anatomy <laughs> on. And uh, so I think that leads us to how's your quarantine going, Scarlett? <laughs> <How's my> quarantine <laughs> going? Well, so I made, look, if you notice, I'm very dressed up. I'm going to do a little dance for you. Oh my God, that's stunning. Yeah. That's a Carrie Bradshaw number. I know, because I moved back in with my parents at the beginning of quarantine and I just realised all I brought was party clothes oh. because I don't really know what was going through my head. I was very panicked mm. while I was packing. And I have a lot of very extravagant um, dresses and I thought I might just need them all. And I've only been wearing my pajamas basically. Um, but it's tough, it's really tough. I found it very hard on my mental health um, mm. and general, generally quite testing. Mm. Do you have anything that you do to keep mentally and emotionally more stable some days? Is there anything that works for you? I do and I think something I found very hard at the beginning is I've developed over the years a lot of tools to uh, keep my mental health sane. And I felt like I'd lost a lot of those because of the quarantine. Yes. Um, I, you know, going to therapy, going to the gym, mm. going to acupuncture, like all the silly things that I do that keep me sane. Seeing my friends, all of that. Um, and I think- None I've, of those are silly, by the way, just to be clear. Yeah, I know you're being flippant, but, but, you know, but they're the not, they're really, really yeah, not. They're not important. silly. And, um, and even things like getting your nails done, you know, that's the kind of thing that does impact my mental health. Oh my God, don't. These witness of the shellac. Okay, you can, you can tell how long quarantine's been going on because I had acrylic nails on and then they came off. Mm. And then half my nail is like literally yellow and green. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's wow. disgusting. Yeah, mine are splitting because the shellac's coming off of its own accord. It's not, it's not ideal. No, one, one night my mum came in and I was crying and I just went, I just never thought there'd be a time when I wouldn't be able to get my acrylic nails done. Mm, <laughs> I prepared I mean. so much, but not that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been trying to work them back in. I've been still exercising, which has definitely been helping. Um, I think for me, probably the biggest shift has been I'm very reliant on work. Um, I'm definitely a workaholic and my work is, you know, the central part of my life. And I'm used to working like 14 hours a day and that being where I get my socializing and my achievements and all that. And I've moved back with my family. I'm helping my family quite a lot um, with just general day-to-day -day things. And I think just reshifting that balance is probably quite good for me, but it has been tough to mm. uh, sort of, yeah, figure that out. Yes, I think. What's your work? Like, how are you? Because I think we're both workaholics. How are you finding that changing? I, I wish I had less work at the moment because I've got scripts uh, that are 
on deadline, which I'm loving writing and I'm really enjoying it. So this is not a complaint. I'm very lucky to have scripts that anyone wants to read. Privilege, 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 privilege. But there are times when I feel like other people are making banana bread and mm. learning, learning origami and making shadow puppet videos <laughs> and going, oh, I've just binged all of Ali McBeal again. And I'm like, Oh, if I just I just have to get to the end of this day and then I can, you know, watch one episode of Unorthodox and fall into bed. And I think uh, my, I'm being saved by exercise as well. I have these personal training sessions on Zoom. Um, mm. And if without that, oh, I'd I, be gone, I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be doing this. And I, again, realise I'm very privileged to A, have, it's not very much room, but a little bit of room to do that exercise in. And I, and also to pay a personal trainer mm. is a huge, huge thing um uh but i'm starting off that way um just to get into the routine because if i left it to myself i would have to get myself out of bed and go oh there's i'm sure there's an app there's a there's a video i can do but yeah. a video isn't expecting me to get out of bed and i would yeah. sit on my phone and i would get depressed me and my mum have we do it together and we've set a time and if she's five minutes late i tell her that the class is full and she's not allowed to come in um, so, oh, wow. so we've been doing free online videos but holding each other very accountable through that that's great that's really great yeah and maybe that that's the that's the other way of doing it if you're if you you know i also want to support this personal trainer who i was working with before because i want to support businesses uh and uh there's a dance fitness uh person called melissa who's a young woman of color who's absolutely mm -hmm. incredible i'll show you her videos actually Ooh, she's yes, got then. a fem she's incre she's incredible if i'd seen what she could do i before i accepted uh her uh offer to have classes i would never have said yes because oh, she should not be teaching a numpty like me to dance but um, she's great. And I, she keeps saying, I can't believe how far you've come. I can't believe how far you've come. It's, she's so, so good at it. But she's got a feminist uh, dance method called In Her, like inner, but in her. So I really want to do a, a Guilty Feminist big dance Zoom with her. Oh, but she, it's all about like finding your own sort of movement. Uh, I mean, she's teaching me choreography and stuff, but it, it's really helpful because with normal personal training, it's like, how many of these do I have to do? But with dance, it's like, oh, I have to get that. I want to get that yeah. right. Yeah. You're, you're doing that like maybe a hundred times, but you're enjoying it yes. because you're like, well, oh, that was it. You know, that I got it. Then that was it. That was it. Um, and you're seeing progress. And I need that to make meaning of this time. I, 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 uh, again, need is a strong word. Hashtag privilege. No, 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 no. It, you need that. I um, I had this. Uh, this is a very privileged little girl story. But I had um, I was in a lot of pain when I was younger, and I couldn't walk for a lot of years. Then I had a full. That part is not privilege. No, no. no, no, no matter I'm you building are. up the story. Oh, you're building up the privilege. I say. Then I had. Uh, I was physically recovered. My body was working again. My had a huge mental breakdown, couldn't leave the house, had a panic attack every time I stepped out of the house. And um, I spent about a year in bed and my family was like, we just need you to do something, one thing. And I decided the only thing that I could do in the whole world was tap dance. I'd oh, never wow. tap danced before. I'd never danced before, but I decided the only thing that was going to get me out of bed was tap dance. So for like six months, I... <laughs> we found a very lovely tap dance teacher and she'd come over to my house every other day and teach me tap dance and I she was the only person I saw and it, I've not really done tap dance since but it was my tap dance breakdown and all I did was tap dance 
I really want you to bring that back. I would like you to lead a a, a feminist Zoom tap dance class Zoom as well. Zoom tap dance, yeah. I'm quite good actually because I, I have. I'm very uncoordinated, but tap dance is a bit like maths with your feet. Mm. Um, and then I, I actually used to do tap dance in New York in this class in a community centre. And it was just me and two 70-year-old men. And we'd all learn dances together. Amazing. Yeah, very Amazing. Fun. I desperately want to do that. I want to do a pink protest tap dance. There's something quite protesty about tap, I think. It's, I understand why you wanted to do it. It's going to make yeah. a noise. Um, stomping. There's a stomp yeah. element to it, if you've ever seen stomp. Uh, have you had any I'm a Feminist Butts come out of the quarantine? Um, Apart from your acrylic nails. Yes, I'm a Feminist but All I'm thinking about is that I can't get a blow dry and that I can't get my nails done. and that I can't Your hair's gone my blonde. My hair's gone blonde, exactly. I'm not blonde, but it's also going completely brown. Um, it was pink. And then it blue. It was pink. It was pink and blue. And I think I, I could dye it myself, but I don't really like dyeing myself and also uh if the, this is weird but i've been quite sad this week and the pink feels a bit happy like mm. i'm worried if i have pink hair now it will i'll think of that when i think about pink hair so right. i'm making this my blonde i love this bad time yeah i don't mind it uh you know what though i think i would have felt guilty before for how much i miss like beauty treatments but I think actually, in a way, this time has made me realise how fundamental they are to so many women's lives and how actually mm -hmm. that isn't something we should feel guilty for because they, you know, in a way, they're like, my brothers desperately miss football games. And I understand that feeling because I miss going out with my friends and getting my nails done. And I think that's not something actually to be ashamed of at all. I really miss being prettier than I am. Yeah. I know. I, I, because there is a, um, uh, it's, and it is like, I, I genuinely don't think this is unfeminist. I, I miss the human ability to decorate my face and my yeah. hair and that kind yeah. of thing in the way that only other people can do it for me. And I, I think men should have more of those. That's uh, what I mean. Socially I, I acceptable ways yeah. to glitter because yeah. it's, it is, it is a human, it's a uniquely human thing to decorate. We decorate our homes. We decorate our, from little children, we decorate our pencil cases. We put our names on them. We put little stickers on them. And I think... food. Like, we decorate everything. I completely agree. I don't think it's anything... Tr I think this has made me realise even more how untrivial those things are. I agree. And, and cis men, straight men, they are. cis straight men have so few options to decorate. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, gay men have uh and uh the trans community uh there is a danger in them doing those things because in that community doing those things because they risk violence which yeah, is when you cute. think about it absolutely extraordinary that human beings would want to hurt somebody else because they've decorated when you step back mm. and look at it anthropologically that is absolutely extraordinary thing that yeah. your desire to decorate your eyes or your hair or your body is in some way a threat to me that incites violence yeah. because you are you are you are threatening my my gender idea of myself. Um, it's a it's it's absolutely extraordinary. So I think if anything, I would like to advocate for more decoration options to be available for everybody rather than taking away the ones that fem cis women have.
Totally. I also think on that, I've always had this sort of a subconscious obsession with decorating myself uh, in a way that makes me like almost actively unattractive to men or like what the sort of general base mm. idea that we have about what is attractive to men is. And it's something that's always really confused my mum. She's like, why do you spend so much on all this stuff and you just make yourself look madder and madder and like less and less, <laughs> less and I, less I mean, appealing or normal. But you're very, very pretty and you, your, 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 your self-expression and your gender expression is, is, is very femme, but I know what she means in terms of it having a slightly outsider quirk. Yeah, you it's, sort it's, of have a festival quirk to she's you. She's totally right. And I think I've always just been like, this is something I love and I need the world to know that I do it completely for me. Mm. It is not like, if I wanted to make myself look attractive for men, I'd do something completely different. But I, when I met my best self, you know, have bright pink hair and eyelashes that go up to my eyebrows. And mm. I think it's, we, we really need to sort of finally get rid of that idea that any women are doing it for men because I think, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's I, uh, I hard do, I miss it so much. Somebody here um, says, called JT Pantalon, says, I'm transmasculine and definitely miss rocking suspenders and a bow tie. That's a great example. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe I am going to have to start dressing up at home. I just can't do it the way, and it just takes so long and I've got work. I know. I des I'm desperate and I think because I just used to look different. And I think I was known as someone who glammed up a lot. And mm. I think my look was generally quite chic. When I, like if I it came is. to a, a, super chic. a party, I, you know, or something you, I would always, you know, I would really think about my, yeah. my clothes, my makeup and my hair and loved it. Absolutely loved it. I didn't know what a big part of my identity it was. So I'm going to have to put aside some time. I'm doing, um, Oh, no, I'm not allowed to say that I'm doing that because it's not been announced. But I'm doing something which means I might have to dress up a bit this weekend, which I'm very excited about. I should ask you another question, though. Um, is there anything about this that surprised you, Scarlett? Um, yourself your, or the human race? Very interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I think there's a lot that hasn't surprised me, but it's just sort of worrying. I think the mental health aspect of this is very tough i volunteer on a crisis text line and uh i've been doing that a bit more and people are in a lot of pain and i guess it surprised me a bit that maybe that isn't being talked about quite enough mm. um in like wider circles and by the government and stuff personally uh, i have been surprised at um as i said i've moved back in my family and i think i've been surprised at how much we're all working together and sort of helping each other um which is really a really nice thing to come out of this for me a really really nice thing mm -hmm. and um and i'm glad that you're doing that and you have that and you're you're mm -hmm. keying into it because it's really easy not to key into your support systems and, yes, and sure. be part of them and, and it sounds like also with volunteering on that line that some of your coping strategies also to actively help others oh, without a doubt that's like my it's the it's selfishly just the thing that makes me feel better in terms of my own surprise a funner one i've been surprised at missing like dating and oh. uh, sort of that side of my life which yeah i just it's i think also just being alone it like makes you think about it more do you know what i mean mm. are you doing any 
flirting on text? I was, I was a bit, and now I've sort of given up on it because it just feels a bit, I don't know, I'm quite like, practical. Yeah, I'm quite practical with it, and I'm like, mm, mm. I'm not. Before I ask the next yeah. question, I'm just going to say, Emma, Emma Gannon, thank you so much for saying I'm chic. And Jess Robinson, so I saw your text uh, and I will <laughs> FaceTime you. Um, I mean, why not? This is how television is made now, Scarlett. Oh, I've seen Graham Norton, it's exactly the same as this. Uh, to be honest, all the chat shows are a bit like this. I've been so are. surprised by how casual they all are. I keep yeah. watching like Colbert and I'm like, you're just chatting. From it's totally room. Instagram Live. All of those shows now yeah. are just this. Uh, any routine that's helping you or um, not? Lack of routine is also good to hear about. No, exercise has definitely been helping me. Um, I have been working. I think I've been working quite a lot, but I think for me, the thing that's been surprising is just it doesn't feel the same. Mm. Like, I think I finished a project uh, and afterwards just got overwhelmed with this sadness because I was like, I want to go out and celebrate and like you know be talk to people and have this be a change and it's not and that's tough um I think I've been doing quite a lot of cooking um and helping my mum cook and clean and stuff and actually that is a nice routine because it just passes so many hours mm. um and then I have a very nice evening routine where I got a Nintendo Switch right before this which is a video gaming device and I've been playing a game called Animal Crossing, which has been the oh, funnest I've seen thing. This. Yeah, it's amazing. And I'm in an Animal Crossing WhatsApp group, and it's actually the only WhatsApp group I'm sort of keeping on top of, and we just talk about. I've seen things. people in WhatsApp groups I'm on talking about this. I am not it's the a best. gamer, but I have. I've been really wanting to talk to you uh, because you because you put me on a Love Island WhatsApp group, and you know that I was I loved the group, but I was never someone who easily keyed into Love Island. Yes, I watched a few episodes to just sort of be in the gang, but I wasn't someone who was drawn to it. But too hot to handle, I am utterly compelled. Oh my God. It's amazing. Oh what episode are you on? Uh, I think I've just done four or five. Someone said, is this sponsored by a Diet Coke? It is. It is, sorry, just, yeah. Diet yeah. Coke. Diet Coke. Give, Diet Coke, give us 10,000 pounds for a joke. <laughs> That's the slogan. Yeah. Um, so, spare change for them. Uh, yeah, so the rules are different. What I like about it is that with Love Island, it's all like, oh, being, no you know, fancy someone, fancy someone, fancy someone with too hot to handle was the is the concept of the show as well it's called too hot to handle is uh is the whole point is they're meant to be not having sex making genuine emotional connection and i think that makes you actually fancy people more because if of course any it's the hot priest yeah. fa uh, factor if you cannot have them you then your libido yes. reacts yeah. whereas i think with those normal dating shows or love island star shows because the camera's there and you're meant to be fancying people you're meant to be stalking people it feels so much more artificial and for me too hot to handle it feels weird like they're really having these breakthroughs because they have to go and go to intimacy workshops. Can I just say, someone has said, uh, I'm a feminist, but I watch Too Hot to Handle. No, because actually there are some very interesting things in the show about men and women and male toxic masculinity. And it comes later, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but there is an amazing episode on toxic masculinity and there's lots of mud involved. Oh, I've seen the mud episode yeah. and it is, what I love about it is that every intimacy workshop, somebody cries and it's, and I know it is yes. a real thing because yeah. it's like those breakthroughs people have in therapy and they are really, they've deliberately chosen people who only have one night stands and can't make a connection and, and no, nothing wrong with people who want to only have one night stands, but, but, uh, 
but people who are doing it to avoid and it's yeah. really interesting and the people i think know they're doing it to avoid i also think it's very feminist in that it shows we still have this idea that men are the ravenous horny sexual ones and women um sort of aren't and on this mm. one the women and the men are as horny as each other and it's if great. anything the women are friskier and yeah, more keen to break I the think rules so. Yeah, it's really yeah. interesting, which is, you know, what I know of real life. I know so many people who complain that they're, they're, they're opposites. So many women who complain their opposite sex partners don't want enough sex and yeah. it's a constant frustration. And, you know, and it, it is that stereotype of men always having the high libidos just isn't true. Yeah. Um, which brings me also, on to... Also, Desiree Birch is incredible on the voiceover. It's she's so like, good. Culture, and yeah. she's a friend of ours. And yeah. uh, it went to number one. And I will... I, can I just say, the way I'm going about Too Hot to Handle... Uh, it is still in that trashy TV, you know, obviously there are same-sex hookups, but it is heteronormative. It is it is a pre presentation of a very, very, uh, of, of only one style of body. Um, so please put it into your yeah. trashy TV, you know, uh, uh, you know, with all of those stereotypes going on. Do not think I'm recommending it as some kind of 1960s social experiment from which we can learn about all about feminism. But of those shows, I find it incredibly compelling. Um, which brings me on to any other recommendations, books, TV shows? Yes. What are you, so what are you consuming during one, quarantine, if anything? Well, something that's been a bit tough for me in quarantine is I've been, over the last year, judging the Women's Prize for Fiction, which has been oh. the funnest, most amazing job ever. But over a five-month period, I read 80 books and then had to basically read most of them again. And so I feel like I have kind of spent the last year inside reading. And now suddenly I'm like, this could have just happened a few months later. Yes, it um, would have been ideal for quarantine. I actually got asked to do it and said, or oh, one of those, I don't know if it was that one. Yeah. I got asked to do one of those and I, I said no, because I was like, I cannot read this many books. There's no way I'm going to do it. And when I saw you'd said yes, and I'm not sure if it was that one I was asked to do or a similar one, but uh, I was like, oh my God, Scarlett, I know how hard you work. I know the demands on your time. How will you ever read so many books? I didn't understand how you could possibly do it, but See, you I did. Read, I read a lot of books. I read about four books a month is my general thing. And I thought I'd be fine. And it was definitely like doubled, but I quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed uh, knowing that reading was work. It mm. was quite fun. But we just announced, we announced our long list a while ago and then we just announced our short list. And there are so many books on that that I would really recommend. Um, can we do a swipe to the, to, can we do a swipe up to the look, to the short list? To the short list, yeah. Uh, there's different, like, this isn't me saying that any of the books are better than others in terms no, of who should win. you cannot, because you're a judge. I cannot. Um, there's a book called Dominicana, which is on the shortlist. And it is about, it's sort of this un really untold story of a Dominican woman in New York in the 1960s. And she moves there with her husband when she's 16. And uh, the reason I really recommend it for now is because most of the books, she's trapped inside this tiny flat. Mm. Um, definitely reading that one which yeah is it's and it's such an incredible book it's by a woman called angie cruz and oh i'd recommend that a lot uh, if you want a bit more like escapism there's a book called the most fun we ever had oh, you heard this? it's very like lovely it's fun. like long and it's about a family with four daughters and it's almost like a modern pride and little, prejudice like a little women yes but very modern and it follows them from when they're parents first meet to when the daughters are in their 40s and it's just like you get completely lost in it um wonderful that's yeah and then girl woman other as well is 
a very good one to read now. I oh, think. I'm excited about that. Someone else recommended that. Yeah, Did my friend, was my friend Natalie Haynes on your shortlist? Yes. Yay. I thought that was the same shortlist. Yes. So Exciting. that's such a wonderful book. She's incredible. What, it's about classics, yeah? Yeah, it's a retelling of... I can't even remember what it's a retelling of, but it's amazing. Re and it's a retelling of a, of a, of a feminist take classic. on a lot of Greek uh, culture. And it's really incredible. She's so clever. She's so clever. She's, she's been on the Guilty. She's co-hosted the Guilty Feminist before. She's so clever. She's yeah. brilliant. Um, so we'll, we'll you could do... be funny and clever. I know it's annoying. We will link to her. We will link to her, to the shortlist. The shortlist and yeah. Within that. And uh, I, we're doing a swipe up to Bojumbore. Yeah, okay. So I was the judge on, to give some of the away, I was the judge on the panel that hadn't, didn't know the Greek history. And I think that gave me a very good perspective on how excellent the book is without knowing the Greek history before. That's right. It is the Trojan War. I remember that yeah. now. So I think she talked about it on the show. I haven't read it yet because I just find it so hard to get time to read books, but they're all in a pile upstairs and I will yeah. get to them. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Any pets, costumes, or eccentric relics you'd like to show us in your home? Have you got anything we, we can see? Yes, well, my eccentric costume. <gasps> I just love. Where are I just you? love it. What else are you going to show us? Diet Coke, 10,000 pounds is a joke. So, I said I didn't have a boyfriend, but actually, <gasps> oh, I Christmas. This Christmas is Christmas, Christmas, my cat. Um, did you say it was girl, woman, other? Is what I said. Uh, this is Christmas. He is my cat and my prince and my king. Um, he, I think he knows that I'm a bit fragile at the moment because he's been so clingy and oh. so lovely. And he wakes me up every morning by lying on my chest and licking my whole face. Oh, can you yeah. put the camera down a bit so we can see his face? Not that we don't know yeah. your face. <gasps> oh, yeah. Here ragdolls are so beautiful. I have oh. a ragdoll here somewhere. Toasty, where's toast? Oh, yeah. isn't he like the most good-looking man you've ever seen in your life? He is the best-looking man. He is—he is so handsome. He could be on too hot time. He's, he's actively sexy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look I do. I do. Sometimes. Do I wish I could introduce him to Toast? 
I mean, she's been fixed. Tom, is Toasty around? Because I want to, I want to introduce the ragdolls because Scarlett has Christmas Curtis there and uh, Toast Zielinski is is on her way. Okay, so wait, let me get can, that. When it, well, when she, when she comes, we'll get Christmas back. Okay, I can hold him. He's due. Yeah, the blue okay. eyes of ragdolls. Yeah. Just stunning. Um, oh. Although he caught a rabbit the other day and it was... <gasps> very traumatic oh. yeah our ragdolls don't go outside because they can't they're not meant to but they suppose they can in the country yeah so we're in the countryside also we're i don't know if this is interesting but we're on a i'm in a household with two quite vulnerable people so we are on extreme lockdown so i haven't been outside my house my garden in six weeks wow. which is quite mad i um I, I don't even know what's going to happen when i go into a shop for the first time uh, it's it's weird if you've been yeah. I only went on a one week <gasps> retreat and ah. look there's toast toast the ragdoll <gasps> oh my goodness oh my goodness I want to get a screenshot well I'll get one later because I'm too scared hey Toasty look 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 at that's Christmas your boyfriend look your new boyfriend no toast says I don't want a boyfriend I have a boyfriend it's Steve toast thinks Steve is her boyfriend Oh no, that's yeah, she so does. sweet. She does. She flirts with him so much. And um, she sits out the side of his door demanding entrance in the morning. Uh, she genuinely does. We have, uh, I've got, one of the reasons I moved in my family is because we've got so many pets and we've also got a dog and another cat and the cat had kittens. So we've got four kittens here. And um, my, our dog, def she's a girl, the dog, but she thinks she's the father of the kittens. So she um, truly thinks that they're hers and that she oh. maybe gave birth to them and she cleans them every day. Oh, I love yeah. that. I love that. Well, you told me, because when we had these two new kittens come, because Toast's sister sadly died and she, wasn't, she didn't like being alone, mm -hmm. but we were scared she'd reject one kitten. So we thought if the kittens have got each other, she can reject them and they can play together mm. or they can be a three. Uh, but at least she's got company because we thought it's better for her to be annoyed than completely unstimulated and isolated. Yeah. Um, um, quarantine. <laughs> You're alone. She was quarantined. That's literally sleep. my. That was mine. It was either I stayed home in London on my own or came up here with my very annoying family. And yeah, exactly. Chose to be annoyed, irritated yeah. rather and stimulated is better, uh, if that's a possibility. And for some people as well, some people would rather be alone. But uh, you told me that your mum's theory is you just put the animals together, you let them scrap about, yeah. and they will sort it out, and they will all eventually cuddle up and sleep together. And at first I wasn't sure that was going to be true, but it is the Emma Freud system for making ca cats be siblings 100% worked for us. It's a bit like too hot to handle. If you just put them together in a yes. place, you know, it's going to end up. Uh, something I want to talk to you about, because I've definitely been feeling this. I am yes. not someone who is very susceptible to like online comparison. I actually mm. don't get it that much. Um, but, there, have you been feeling like you are getting quarantine wrong sometimes? Oh, yeah. It's oh, a weird completely. feeling. Yes. Yeah. It's, yes. And it's because this, is, this actually brings me to the next question elegantly. What a brilliant segue okay. you've made there, Scarlett. That have you had a low moment or a dark thought that you can tell us about that was specific? Just because we ask this question every day because people are only live streaming their best moments. And it yes. can, of course, and I understand why. We're human beings. Of course, we feel like putting the live stream on when we're making the margaritas, when we're putting on our funny hats or, you know, doing that kind of house party activity. 
no one puts the live stream on when they're sobbing under a duvet. No. But, but everyone I've talked to has had these dark thoughts and low moments. And it's really, really useful to talk about them because uh, it makes everyone feel saner when we hear it. Yeah. Has, there any, has anything occurred to you or have you felt like, oh, God, this is never going to end and I'm not going to be able to cope and I'm going to just run out and out and bre- gonna break out of quarantine. I'm going to be the one who's going to break it. Yeah, um, every, every like that. Every day, um, wow. Not to, not to shout myself out, but I've been making these mental health and makeup videos talking about exactly this and feeling sad because I think- Oh, they're funny, getting ready to go nowhere. Yeah, getting ready for nothing. But I've, I've, been trying, nothing. Yeah. I've been trying to talk about this online because I do think online has become this like rampage of people doing great things and it just makes you feel terrible by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I've been feeling really insecure and I think I haven't, I've sort of, I think that was maybe a part of my teenage years, but hasn't been something I've lived with for a while now. And it's just all come flooding back. And I think something about this time is definitely making us all very vulnerable again. And like things that, you know, were maybe niggling at the side of your brain are definitely coming back out. But I'm thinking specifics. I've had definitely a lot of moments of seeing people on these big zoom calls and these big like Mm -hmm. drinks parties and and literally being like why am i not being invited to drinks parties and quizzes i'm like i had one friend be like oh there are so many quizzes and i was like I haven't done any quizzes. To any quizzes. I felt that. I felt that. About? And comedy and... gigs and things like that. That I'm like, do they not want me? And I know um, that that's irrational. And either they think I'm too busy, or they just, you know, they've thought of another lineup, and that's absolutely fine. And in my rational moments, I don't feel that at all. But there are poignant, like moments of just like in the first week, deep pain. Yeah. Of, and I'm not normally someone who massively suffers from FOMO, but I had like a deep anxiety and pain about it. And I think it's because I was cut off from all the humans I would normally see that I just went, if you're not going to go online together without me, which isn't a thing, without me isn't a thing. They will, they're with other people. They're not without me. But it felt, it was, and I knew it was irrational. It was like being very hormonal. But it, um, it it was a cutting pain inside my body. One thing I feel very lucky about is knowing that if I start having thoughts like that, they aren't real, that it is just my mental mm-hmm. health and my anxiety is coming in and it happens when I'm weak I also I have um I suffer from obsessive compulsive disorder and it, this has really highlighted that and I mm. was feeling a bit vulnerable yesterday and it was like I could see germs and see the dirt and mm. it just comes over me but I know that it's not real and then mm-hmm. that goes away so I've had that but the FOMO has been really bad feeling like I'm not doing enough sort of like gimmicky fun things um yeah. i keep seeing these people like you know having a canapes for their family or like all getting dressed up and i think about doing those things and i'm like but it would just be the same people again it would yes. just be us no one else would come yes. um so i just think this I, is a- I have that too tom and i haven't done any of that dressing up but i'm like no. i'm too tired like i yeah. find quarantine very tiring Same. by the time i've done my exercise planned how my day is going to go out done all the things done all the i still haven't got back to everyone on email i just cannot take an hour to kind of dress up for a pretend and i'm loving other people doing it and i'm admiring them and i wish that i was doing it because i think it looks great and i at some point i will have to dress up just to remind myself of who i used to be but i'm like how i just don't have the energy to spend 
time getting dressed up and to plan an Italian themed dinner party. And I see my, like one of my friends is doing it with a, with her flatmate and I'm mm. like loving seeing it genuinely, absolutely loving seeing it. And I want to be there, but the idea of myself doing it, I just don't have the energy at the moment. No. I don't know what it is. No, and I'm a bit depressed and I can't do things like that when I'm depressed. And I think someone just said something so good, which is their new word is fond, fear of not doing enough. Um, and I, I weirdly do feel I've had these feelings during quarantine so much, but I have been prepared for them, I think, because when I was sick, so I got sick when I was 14. And this has been very traumatic because during that time I was locked in the house for, I mean, I didn't leave my house for about five years. So I feel like I've done this before. Mm -hmm. um, and but one thing that I remember happening in that is when you're sick as a child, especially uh, all my friends were at school and they were doing their GCSEs and they were starting to do these very significant things like get a boyfriend, go to festivals, go on holiday. And I wasn't doing any of those. And also when you're sick, people tell you all the time, I get people being like, you know, I knew this girl that was sick and um, she read the entire works of Shakespeare while, oh. she was, while she had cancer and it was so beautiful and, and she learned and then someone else would be like, I knew a girl who was sick and, and she taught herself how to, you know, code and then she made Facebook and it was just amazing. <laughs> and I would literally be sitting in bed crying, watching Grey's Anatomy and I was like, why is there this pressure to be sick? And I... I became really obsessive about it. And because of that, and because my friends were doing the GCSEs, I just felt like I couldn't be sick and also not be productive every second of every day. And whenever people, I don't have regrets much about life, but the one thing I regret is thinking I had to be productive during that time mm. and thinking that I had to use my sick time to make things. I wish I had just known that my one job during that time was to stay alive and mm. cope um, and that anything I did was okay. And I'm trying to tell myself that about this time again and again. I think mm -hmm. we'll look back and think that everyone was just going mad when they were talking about all this productivity. And also there's never been a time in history where the only currency, the only thing we can share is doing things, you know, yes. like, all you can talk about is what you've done that day and everyone's saying what have you done today and what have you achieved this week and what have you using mm. with your time and actually it's okay to just exist yes i think that's so great and it's so important and breathing in and out is 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 its own job right now mm. um do you that leads us very beautifully on to as you always provide the segues uh is there a piece of online feminism that we can help with and uh, if, if we have the energy and if we have the, the, the wherewithal, because I like to, to just contribute, share, donate, pass on, retweet someone else's mm. most important piece of feminism, because that gives me a sense of purpose without exhausting me. Yeah. Uh, yes, definitely. There is. I am a UN women advocate and I do a lot of work with them and they are doing a lot of stuff on domestic violence, especially, and trying to help women who aren't safe. They're also trying to get, they work very globally. So they're working in Lebanon and Turkey and a few other countries that have high amounts of female refugees and helping get them SIM cards, which is one of the most wow. crucial things at the moment because a lot of women don't have SIM cards in uh, then can't get out of situations that might be dangerous. Um, I also think on any mental health charity that you're seeing at the moment, 
that is in a way such a feminist issue because I think so many women are at the moment having been dealt the brunt of being a caregiver to their families suddenly mm. having to do so much more handle you know husbands who are left at home and that stress is definitely what a lot of a lot of what I've been getting anyway on a, on the crisis text line I do so shout which is at give us a shout it's always a charity I would recommend donating to um and Scarlett, then, can you make stories of these and then I'll make and, stories and, and of these feminist, exactly. and then we'll yeah. do a swipe up because it, it just makes yeah. it easier and I, I say it every day but if you don't have any money right now that's absolutely yeah. fine uh if you can give give a follow uh give a retweet give a regram can you imagine what it must be like to be running some kind of organization or uh, charity battling this environment where everybody's holding on to their money and everyone's got this huge big top line global pandemic and it's their thing is we're trying to get sim cards to women and they feel like they're drowning if suddenly yeah. loads of people follow them and loads of people share them it just lifts their ability to be able to do what they can do and lots of people still have a full-time job their same salary and nothing to spend it on except food and rent now because there's no pub to mm. go to and there's no there's no cinema yeah. to go to so they they might give more even if you have nothing but also it's not it's not just that i mean if you if you are seeing charities being a bit like desperate asking for money uh, i know a lot of people that work at lots of different charities and the amount of money they're losing at the moment is yes. astonishing especially as a lot of charities rely on like outdoor shops or mm. you know uh, donations or whatever and uh i know so many people who work at charities who are being furloughed just because the charity can't withstand the wow. sort of heft of it so that, that brings me on comic relief like, which yeah. is uh your family's project yes. um can uh can you tell us about what's happening with comic relief this week yes so tomorrow night um is the comic relief have collaborated with children in need which uh, if you have grown up in my household, it's a bit like the Montagues and the Capulets coming together. Wow. I probably shouldn't say that out loud, but it is a big deal. The Sharks um, and the Jets finally united exactly. for one big yeah. dance-off together. Tottenham and Arsenal. Um, so they are coming together with the BBC. It is a, I think, like three-hour-long show on the BBC tomorrow night. It's called The Big Night In. My dad has been organising it mostly from our kitchen. Um, I bit witnessed a lot of very amusing Zoom calls and I've actually seen a lot of the content and it's amazing. Like they've got all these comedians who are normally too busy to mm. do things, um, have done incredible sketches and Catherine Tate's done a sketch, um, Little, oh. Brit Little Britain have done something uh people just do nothing i've done stuff so it's going to be really fun and also comic relief has shifted people don't know what comic relief is it they raise funds as you probably know every two years and then they give those funds out to individual projects around the uk 50 percent goes to the uk 50 percent goes to africa and um they were one of the first charities funding old people's homes they were one of the first charities funding mental health homes and they, the projects they work with, and domestic violence shelters, the projects they work with are more in need now than ever before. So they are sort of literally, all the funds they raise tomorrow night will go directly to the crisis. Absolutely amazing. Somebody's just suggested for your t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, someone's just suggested for your t-shirt, it's okay to just exist. So Scarlett, every day on this show, the merch store who do the Guilty Feminist merch, 
uh, based on something that the guest has said, make a slogan t-shirt. No. Yeah, it's print on demand. So there's no waste. And the profit, the merch store is giving 100% of the profit to the artist, in this case, you. Um, or you can choose to divert it to another artist if you'd prefer. Um, but it's 100% because so many artists are at home and can't gig. So uh, if you buy Scarlett Curtis's T-shirt, um, she will uh, either use that money because she cannot do her normal job or she'll divert it to another artist. I am very lucky to have moved back in with my family. So I will be diverting it to another artist and I will let you know who that is. And that is so exciting. I feel like I'm at like a party where you know they would like do your or when you went to the zoo and they'd put your face on a t-shirt at the end yes Did you ever it have that? like that it feels like this it's, it's gonna have uh it's okay just to exist if that's the one hannah chooses hannah from the merch store does choose oh, uh, but uh, but you can always have a say uh okay. and then it'll say x scarlet curtis um and then it'll say um uh, the new normal and stay at home on it. Um, it's okay just to exist. I think will be a very popular. I really one like that one. I really like that. Some people are saying, "Where is it on?" It's on BBC One at seven pm. I think. Um, um, Wonderful. And also, it will be if you Google it, it'll be all over the news. It's it's yeah. a huge, huge, huge deal. Um, and I think I've just I've just put a comic relief uh, card on Moonpig, which says, "I'm a feminist, but." Uh, I believe the first Thursday after quarantine, we will come out into the streets and applaud the waxes and the threaders. Oh, yeah. You know the queues around the supermarkets? Yes. That's going to be around waxes. The waxing and salmons, yeah. yeah. And I also think they're going to, I mean, what they're I've They're going to be got, key, what, key workers then. What 22 got, hours a day, they'll be what waxing. What I've got going on down here is going to take a few hours to... Well, that's what that. I'm thinking. Yeah. They're, they're, they are going to be like emergency services. Yeah. Um, I didn't know my bum could be so hairy. Uh, that's another t-shirt you may yeah. have usurped your t-shirt no no <laughs> I like the other one just be careful what you say Scarlett on the back uh, it's okay just to exist and then on the back I don't I know, know my mom could be, be terrible I mean Hannah, Hannah may Hannah may do that I imagine she'll be kind and just do the front uh and do you think that humanity is going to learn anything from this or are there any habits you think you might take forward uh is there anything we might take take post quarantine uh that, Again, uh, as, as a society or as an individuals. I know I'm off the norm on this, but I, as individuals, I, I'm quite resistant to thinking we'll take anything away because when I was sick, again, all anyone said to me is, you're going to be so strong when you come out of this and you're going to be such mm. a good, compassionate person. And you're going to be so clever. It's going to teach so much. And I felt like they were excusing what was happening to me. Like sometimes mm. bad things just happen and then they don't have to mean anything. You can just get through them. Like you don't have to find meaning. Um, I hope as a society, uh, we will realize, or the Tory government will realize how important our welfare state mm. is and how important uh, that side of our world is and hopefully spend more money on that. And I really hope, I think one thing that might, I follow American politics very closely and I think there is a chance that this will really, really, help support the arguments for universal health care in america oh please 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 yes. god um and uh finally if you could get out of quarantine right now what would you do if they said it's over what's what's oh the thing you're gosh. dying to do or a thing you're dying to do i think i oh so big picture is i would just love to see my friends and have dinner with them because i miss my friends so much uh, small picture, I want to go and get a takeaway cup of coffee. I did not know how important that act was to my daily mm. routine, to my mental health, to me feeling like I'm an adult. 
and I just want to walk somewhere and get a takeaway cup of coffee and it have a little bit of chocolate on top and yeah yes uh, and someone's saying happy earth day um and uh so let's uh celebrate the fact that there are many fewer planes in the sky uh, and we are using many fewer resources at the moment, uh, yeah. even if it's for a tragic reason. Human beings need to see silver linings. Uh, so thank you very much for pointing that out. Mm -hmm. uh, support the T-shirts. They all go to artists. Some of our artists are really struggling to pay the rent and food bills at the moment. So go to guiltyfeminist.com and you'll see the merch there and the stay-at-home T-shirts. Also, we have a Patreon account. We've never asked our audience for money before or sold advertising, but we're in a different situation now because we can't sell tickets to events. So if you could support I've us got a Patreon, lot. that would be awesome. I am going to sign up immediately because I have so much back payment on my the amount of love and joy that Guilty Feminist has given me over the years. Thank I would you. have paid so much for that um, at so many points in my life. And I think it is incredible that you are finally opening that up. Because I also think I people want to. I want to give to this show because it makes me so happy. Well, I thank don't know you why so I'm much. That really means money on um, BritBox when I would rather be spending it on the Guilty Feminist. Thank you so, so, so much. We really appreciate it. And if you do Patreon, you get extra content. Uh, and we're trying to, you know, get, we're trying to give every, this extra content is for everyone. It's Monday to Friday, six o'clock. Um, and our, uh, but there is extra behind the scenes Patreon content as well. Um, who is on tomorrow? I want to know. And I can't, oh, Jamie Windust is on tomorrow. And then, <gasps> oh yeah, my God, I love they're amazing. Oh, and Friday, there's an amazing uh, person who does, who's doing uh, visors for the NHS with their design and technology students. And uh, next week, we have the incredible Sarah Barron. Uh, I think Felicity Ward's coming up. Um, I'm hoping to get Derrissa Ray Birch on. There are ver many and various Derry girls who have said they'd love to do it, who I haven't got. I haven't scheduled them in, but I'm so excited about all of the Dairy Girls. So uh, I'm, 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 I've had so many treats to come, gang. Anything else you want to tell us before we go? I don't think so. Scarlett Just Curtis, sending everyone's love. Scarlett Curtis, you've been the most wonderful new normal guest. Thank you for sharing Thank your you new normal with me. us, the Guilty Feminist. You are one of our delights and one of our favourites. We love you so much. I and everybody you. follow Pink Protest. Make all your stories now and we'll share them. Yes, And make sure you all uh, buy Feminists Don't Wear Pink and Other Lies. And it's not okay to feel blue and other lies because they're both anthologies worth their weight in gold, especially at this point. Uh, the, the blue book because of mental health issues yeah. that we are all necessarily suffering. And all the extent. money from both of them goes to two charities who are also struggling. So you'll be donating through that. They're wonderful things to do. Please make stories. I'm sorry I've given you so much story work. Now. Okay. Love, Love you. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.